It looked like a very long man, upside down, kind of crawling on all fours. Every hair on my body was standing on end, and I'm just like, get that really intense fear. It looks like what you would perceive, like similar to the Grim Reaper. It was, it was huge. This is the Crypto Creatures Podcast. I am Brian, and with me, as always, is my co host Todd. What's going on, buddy? Hey, man. Just uh, ready for another show today. We're going to be talking uh, about some, uh, some different stuff on this episode. Um, yeah, this is more paranormal. Yeah, a little more paranormal stuff going on. So, uh, you know, not every episode is going to be Bigfoot, as we always say. We're not the Bigfoot show. We're cryptid creatures. That's right. And, That's uh, right. you know, we kind of, I like that we can kind of entail UFO, um, paranormal kind of stuff as well. And a lot of people get into that. So um we're gonna be bringing dustin on to talk about his stuff and i'm not sure what he's got going on but several things happening um over there where yeah he's i'm at. excited to hear him yeah. so yeah yeah me too so what else is going on man anything been watching um, any bigfoot shows lately keeping up on stuff like that yep yep i've been trying yep. yeah see what's going on out there i've been trying to look for more stories and see if anything news happened lately right yeah as as people don't know but well but i'll tell them i was kind of laid up with covid the past week and a half so uh i've been catching up on a lot of that stuff <laughs> i think i've watched everything <laughs> twice uh but there's some really interesting stuff out there if people have uh like hulu and tubi and all that stuff um the elastic yeah, triangle and there. all that stuff um yeah. some good stuff out there so um if you guys check that out um you know yeah. And a lot of a lot of neat stories on there. I've thought about getting a hold of some of those people, and um, you know, yeah, I think we should reaching out to them. Which, which you and I talked. We're going to start bringing some more uh, famous quote people on, hopefully here soon, and, and talking to them. We're going to try. Yep. Get some more interesting yep. we got stuff. We got some emails floating around out there, so we'll see. Hopefully, that'll happen. Get some good content for these guys out here. Um, well, let's just bring Dustin on and start see what he's got. I'm, I'm kind of curious to hear this stuff. Yeah, let's get him. I am too. Okay, here we go. Dustin, how's it going? Thanks for coming on. Uh, it's going all right. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Good to have you. Thanks for taking the time. Oh, yeah. And no, I really enjoy your show. I'm a big fan. Thanks. Thanks. We appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts at work, so it's really great for keeping me mentally stimulated because uh, the work's very monotonous and they let us listen to music and stuff. But oh, if I good. listen to music, I tend to count the song. So. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes the time move a little slower. Right. Yeah. Well, we thank you for coming on and talking to us. Um, you had some incidences happen when you were younger, you said, and maybe with your brother. Uh, why don't you go ahead and just start telling us what was going on and what happened to you? Well, uh, honestly, I've had incidences going on most of my life in its entirety. Uh, yeah, going back from a very young uh, young age, it's just kind of prevalent in this area, I guess. I don't know if it's my area or my family or what, but it's pretty common occurrences around here, I guess. Um, when, uh, when I was a child, uh, so I was supposed to have had a little sister, and uh, but she was miscarried. Uh, her name would have been Kimberly. Well, when I was a little kid, I used to have this recurring dream, and it's, it's pretty vivid, but it sounds like a child's dream, but, so bear with me for a second. Mm-hmm. 
I used to have this dream where I would, um, I'd have to go to this really big tree at the top of this hill. And there'd be a bunch of other little kids playing there. You know, we'd stand around, we'd play with them and everything like that. Then a train would show up, just kind of just floating in the sky over there. We would all have to ride the train across this little what, cloudy field thing. It's hard to describe. And then there would be this big field we would land at. We would, start, we would play with this big yellow monster for a couple hours. And it was the same dream every time. The only thing that was different were the kids and what I was wearing. But um, we'd play with this big yellow monster for a little bit. And then there would be a, we would be in this room, and it was kind of like opalescent in color. You know, it was very colorful and very dull at the same time. And we'd all be sitting at a table together, like we like five or six other kids, just talking, playing with blocks and Play-Doh, little stuff like that. And it was, I can't remember any of the children's faces, save for one. And uh, it was a little girl who looked a lot like me, except more freckly, darker hair. Uh, her name was Kimberly. I was supposed to be my sister. Yeah, I didn't find out about my sister until a few years after this. I had this dream very rarely as a child. Wow. And then about three or four years ago, I had the dream again. I hadn't had it in a very, very long time. And a dream, I showed up at the field with a tree and everything, with a big hill. And I was, uh, I was, I was grown, you know what I mean? I could kind of feel like my body was there, and there was just one other kid waiting there, and it was that little girl. So and all of a sudden, I just kind of remembered everything. And, you know, we rode the train, went and played the monster and everything like that, like we always did. But there wasn't a table where we all sat together. This time it was just me and her. She was at a train station and she was also an adult, but I couldn't see her face anymore. And, like, I, I told her goodbye and everything. Like, I remember it was very emotional. It was a very intense experience. You know, we just started, I started crying and everything. I woke up crying and called my mom because it was just, it was very intense. And I never had the dream again. It was just strange. Wow. And, uh, so you were having dreams about a girl named Kimberly. Mm-hmm. And you guys were doing these things and playing with this yellow monster. And you had had a sister that had passed away or a miscarriage with your mom. And they were going to name her Kimberly. But you didn't know that until after these dreams. Yeah. Yeah, until after the Yeah, my mom told me she always knew I had a secret friend, but... She never knew Hugh, never knew who, and yeah. Hmm. Can you? I, I'm just weird like this. Can you tell me about the yellow monster? What it looked like? In your I can't remember anything about it. No, it was just no. yellow. And no, it's like the the details are. It's kind of like they're omitted. Like I remember seeing the creature. I remember playing with it. I remember feeling safe. I remember the tree. I remember the train. I remember everything. I can't remember any other child's face. And I can't remember the way the creature looked. Hmm. It's like faces in very particular, just. They just wiped. Where would well, I can't? Where, where were you living at with, when this when you were having these dreams? Um, oh, my childhood home, Georgia, okay. Rockmore, Georgia. Okay. Yeah, it's a small little town, uh, North Georgia, a little on the Alabama border. All right. You said you had it. Uh, you had that dream again a couple of years ago. Did something happen yeah. in your life that mm-hmm. that prompted it? Was just, it was just completely out of the blue. And that's, I think that's why it kind of messed me up. It messed me up for a while. It was just completely out of left field for me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was pretty intense. Um, now, when I was in high school, though, I had a lot more like supernatural experiences, too, in particular between the ages of, so I'll say, 17 and 19. is When they would have peaked out, 17 and 20, that little age range thing just got kind of odd for me. 
And uh, so, uh, yeah, I lived in an old plantation home growing up. So it was weird stuff for that anyways. Yeah. But um, I had the, my, the light outside my bedroom window, which lit up the patio, would flicker off and on haphazardly throughout the night. And one night I woke up and the light had flickered off and I thought I saw something standing in my doorway. And then after a minute of staring, it was, it was very clear there was something standing there, but it was, it was extremely tall, like nine foot tall. It was taller than doorway. It was just standing there staring at me for a while. And I just kind of blinked and I woke up the next day, but it freaked me out. But a few days later, my brother Daniel, he came to me. He woke up. The same thing happened to him. He saw an entity standing in his doorway that was very clearly shaped like a person, a humanoid. I didn't say person, but very humanoid. Mm-hmm. And then my buddy would come over and say the night and play video games and stuff like that. He'd crash in the living room and he saw it in his room. In the living room, it showed up for him too. Now, then, sometime after this. Uh, well, I was going to sleep for school and everything because we just never really talked about it again because nothing ever came of it, right? It wasn't that interesting. It was just kind of freaky. Um, I had a digital clock that I slept right by my bed, my headboard because I'm not a morning person, so I was able to just wake up and you know, hear my alarm right there by my head. Mm-hmm. It was before uh, cell phones were widespread. I woke up and I looked at the clock and it was 3.03 a.m. And this loud, unnatural scream was coming from under my bed. Under your bed? Uh, right there by my headboard. And I was terrified. Like I was absolutely freaked out. Like, and it wasn't human. It didn't stop. It didn't stop for breath. It was just like this loud, almost a screech. But I can't really describe it. It was so inhuman. And it, I froze and I didn't blink. I just stared at my clock until it just said like three thirteen exactly, and then it just the screaming just stopped. How it loud, was just a, how loud was the scream compared to <clears throat> like piercing? Or? No one else. Yeah, it was piercing. No one else in the house heard it, but I it was very loud to me. And you know, it was like says so my headboard was right there. I keep like I keep my. Uh, a wallet stuff right there on the floorboard under my headboard. You know, I was just kind of lazy and I was just trying to stash my stuff. Where I had hide my cigarettes and things like that. So it was where I kept stuff. It was right there by my head, like right here behind me. And I was too, I didn't look. I was, I was just terrified. It, uh, it, it's just the, the amount of time that it lasted was insane. Really? Yeah, it, it was like 10 minutes. I'll, I'll never forget it. It was just so staring at that clock just praying it would stop I was so scared oh I would have been up and uh, making some coffee or something at that point I'd have been out of that room I couldn't listen to oh, that yeah. for that one yeah. Yeah. yeah I was too scared to move so what else happened to yeah. you um well um this is an entity that I encountered several times over the course of a few years and with several different people as well uh, the first time I it looked like a very long man, but upside down, kind of crawling on all fours. It was it was unusual. Uh, me and my buddy were walking down the railroad tracks towards wherever we were going at the time, which you know I lived by railroad tracks, so it was nothing unusual. Just a, you know normal evening for us, probably walking to the store to get snacks or whatever. And um, we heard like the rat rocks scurrying behind us. 
So we turn around, we just saw this long black. It was like a, a shadow man person thing. I don't know how to describe it. It was solid black. And it was street lights around, so it wasn't like it was that dark. We saw it scurry across the, uh, the railroad tracks, and it was insanely fast. You know, from one end of the bushes out into over the tracks, scurrying rocks and stuff into the other bushes, like uh, across the thing. We just kind of froze. As we didn't, we couldn't comprehend what the hell we just saw. It was, it was huge. It was big. And um, like I said, it looked like a man, like on his back, crawling on all fours. But it was extremely long, extremely disproportionate. Mm-hmm. How far away from this thing do you think you were when you saw it? About fifteen, twenty feet. Oh shoot! Okay. Yeah, it was close. It was close, but like we just kind of froze, but. I was freaked out. I was scared, but I wasn't. I didn't feel threatened either. It was like it it wasn't interested in us almost. It was kind of almost animalistic in the way it kind of acted. Well, um, later on, we were walking again, and um, we were walking behind this graveyard. There's this walking trail called the Silver Comet Trail in our area. And at one point, it just kind of cuts behind a graveyard and goes on to a big ballpark. You know, and the graveyard, the graveyard's already always been there, and it just kind of melds into the road, so just one long, yeah. We're walking around there, and I was with my girlfriend and my, at the time, and my buddy. And she said, look. And we looked over at the, on the top of the hill, and we saw it on top of the hill scurrying down the side of the graveyard. And it's this one in particular was the longest encounter of it that I had. We watched it for a solid four or five seconds, just scurry all the way across this graveyard in the light. And it was it was very eerie. It was very unnatural. No details, though. No, like, definitive figures. It was just black and elongated. It was extremely dark. It was extremely fast. And it was just... I don't remember if it had hands or not. I remember it, it moved very unnaturally. It was very eerie. And, um... Yeah, and then, um... That was the longest encounter with it. And was it the yeah. same creature you saw before? The one in my room? No, the one on the tracks. Yeah, it was the same one that we saw on the tracks. Can you describe it in, in as much detail as possible? What what exactly you were yeah. looking at? Did you have hair? Was it No. It was very like it had a very like it was devoid of like any real characteristics that was what was so kind of interesting about it. there was no hair it was just looked like a solid mass humanoid in shape but elongated like the arms were extremely long the legs the torso were all extremely long they didn't exactly match either like its torso was a uh, was probably the shortest part of it uh didn't have a neck didn't appear to have a neck what color did you say this thing was it was just solid black, like dark. Like couldn't make out any features on it at all. And did you make a comment that it was kind of like a man crawling but upside down? Is that what you said? Yeah. What about it made you think that? Well, it's just uh, it looked like something you'd see in a horror movie. It was just very like unnatural looking. It looked like the posture, I guess. Yeah, you know, the way the knees and stuff were bent on it, or, like it just looked like a looked like a man crawling upside down but really fast on his back like doing like a crab walk but mm-hmm. extremely extremely good at it oh uh, and it was it was fast it was unnaturally fast like uh, just 
no, you pretty I'm much <laughs> you pretty much were just picking out shapes like he- head shape. You did notice that, but you didn't see detail. No, but the lighting was um there was enough lighting for like especially in the first encounter when we saw it on the road tracks. There was a street light like right by us, so the light was hitting it, but it was just devoid of light around it. Did you notice any smell with this thing? No, sir. Interesting. And uh, and I had seen me and my friends had seen this thing on multiple occasions. And it was always just like this. It was just completely random, always just scurrying by. It was, but we got to a point where we weren't even bothered by it because it was just so, I don't say regular, but we were familiar enough with the creature that it was like, it's never around to bother us, and it never did bother us. It was just freaky. It was really, um, I never felt the danger. You never felt threatened by this thing? No, sir. Now, I, I did talk to a friend about it at one point when I was uh, in Florida, and they said it sounded like a demon. I was like, okay. You know, I don't know. I don't know if it was a demon or not, but it, it definitely unnerved me. Um, hmm. Do you think it was supernatural? Do you think it was alien-related, or do you think it was a, a flesh-and-blood creature of this earth? If you had to take a uh. If it was anything, it would probably be supernatural or extra dimensional. And, um, this is the, the graveyard I was just telling you about. Is also where I had the uh, most terrifying experience of my life. That was uh, the one I was most excited to talk to you guys about. If y'all still want yeah, to listen, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. That's why we're here. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, July 4th, 2007. All right, so they started launching the fireworks from a different spot in town that year. And, you know, me and my brother wanted to go see them. So it might have been 06. It was 06 or 07. That was a long time. Anyway, so we were walking down the Comet Trail, and uh, we're at that spot behind the graveyard where it cuts back, and it is very dark. I remember it's darker than normal. Like, it's always been kind of dark by back there, but not like this. Me and my brother Daniel were just talking and just kind of enjoying ourselves, you know, hanging out. And um, he's a—he's uh, about a year older than me, year and a half older than me, around there. And um, we're looking around, and there's just these strange fireflies everywhere. Like they're—they don't look like regular. We call them lightning bugs here. I don't know what they call them where you guys are, but fireflies, lightning bugs, are they're all over the place and that's kind of unusual for this. And they weren't flashing. They were just floating around everywhere. We're walking and uh, we see all these lightning bugs and it's just, again, it's really dark, like darker than it should have been. And my brother Daniel says, dude, do you feel that? And I stopped and I realized that, uh, every hair on my body was standing on end and I'm just like, get that really intense fear out of nowhere. And I'm looking around and I can't see anything. And my brother Daniel just says, look, and I, I kind of feel him pointing and about 15 to 20 feet in front of us, there is this large entity. Um, and it looks like what you would perceive, like similar to the Grim Reaper. It was, it was huge. It was cloaked. Like there was no real face to it, but you could definitely see that there was like a shroud of some sort. Um, and it was just there in front of us, right, right at the, it was like a, 
the trail led into uh, like the mouth of the woods or whatever, which the trail kept on going through the woods. And we'd taken it hundreds of times, so it was we don't know what was different about this. It was like it almost had like smoke radiating off of it. The way the the shroud, if you will, moved. It was just very it was eerie. And I don't know how long we were standing there, but we kind of froze. I remember I froze up and I was just staring at this thing. It was faceless. It was massive. It was 12, 13 feet tall. It was massive. And it didn't move, but it everything around it was kind of moving at the same time. And it was so dark that I could see this thing in the dark that we were in. It was darker than the darkness around it to a point where it was very clear. At some point, I grabbed my brother by his shirt, and I just started running across the graveyard towards the nearest light we could find. And um, we ran. We ran as far as we could. We ran uh, out of the graveyard down this really steep hill almost into the road, and then across the road towards this local park that's by the police station. We just sat there about 15, 20, 30 minutes. We couldn't talk. We couldn't talk about it. I, I couldn't look at him. I couldn't look at anything. I was just there. I was just catching my breath, contemplating. You know, we just saw this thing, and it was utterly terrifying. You know, I was completely frozen in fear. And we sit there, and we're catching our breath for, like I said, about, I'm guessing about 20 minutes. And we decided we're, we're going to have to figure out how we're getting home because – where you don't have cell phones and we're too scared to walk down the tracks back home. We're too scared to take the trail back home. And we lived on a long dirt road. So <laughs> we're going to have to walk through the dark at some point. We were just terrified. So we decided to take the long way home and start taking the main road. So we're walking up the main road and we just can't shake that feeling, right? That, 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 that overwhelming sense of fear that we just felt. Our hearts are still racing and everything like that. You know, I remember my brother, he was pale as a ghost. Well, we uh, make it to our road. We have to walk over this big old hill with the railroad tracks on top. So, you know, as we walk over, that just wave of negative energy hits us again. And we just kind of freeze up. Because, you know, we're looking, we're at the top of the hill, and we see our long driveway, and that's where the last spotlight is for about an eighth of a mile, which... There's a long way when you're scared. We're sitting there and we just see that same entity sitting on the roof of our neighbor's house. Again, our neighbor had a pretty pretty big house. Their house was. And again, like it had the shroud and the shroud was moving, but it wasn't moving the way it should. We got to see more definition this time, but it's like the wind was blowing, but. Where well, the shroud was moving, the wind didn't quite match it. And we were sitting there, we're, we froze up again. And we're just staring, and, you know, we just finally kind of, we were staring at it, and also we realized it's gone. Like, I don't know if we blinked or anything, it was just gone. Like, it faded away. Like, it disappeared in such a way that we didn't see it leave. And we finally, we, you know, we're walking down the our dirt road towards the house, and it was just utterly terrifying and uh yeah i'll never i'll never forget that experience as long as i live 
It sounds like you guys well, needed to stay out of the dang uh, graveyards a little bit, huh? Yeah, I'm <laughs> oh yeah, well we weren't there to go to the graveyard. Just <laughs> right. the it's like a bike trail just happens to go behind one. Like, oh, okay. yeah, and it was just. Um, Dustin, do you think this thing that you saw here last was was had anything related to the creature that you saw crossing the tracks? Was it possible or no? I'm not sure, and. Like I said, and I'm not the only person in this area who's had a lot of experiences like this. You know, I'm something of a skeptic. So, you know, it's kind of like like ghosts and stuff. I'm more of a skeptic. Like Bigfoot and stuff, I'm a lot more open to. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it makes me think there's something like in this area, like a tear or a portal or something. Can you can you uh, let us know what area you're talking about specifically there in Georgia or, or town or yeah uh, Rockmart Georgia like Walmart but Rockmart okay I just wanted to look it up on a map and see exactly where yeah. that was at real quick yeah and I spent a lot of times exploring the woods and stuff around here and there was a there's some strange things that happened out in the woods like um me and my friends have heard strange sounds out in the woods like everywhere we've been we've heard strange sounds felt strange feelings like just something about this area in particular and you know i've always been scared of the woods at night yeah um you're on back as far as i can remember to this day i won't i won't do it i won't go in the woods at night if i can help it and uh, i don't know if that's just something um subconscious about the area or whatever maybe Uh, looking on the map here you guys are right at the very bottom tail end of the Appalachian mountain mm-hmm. um, mountains there, it appears. So I can probably understand why you got some weird stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Appalachians are a strange place in and of themselves. And you're also near the Nash. Uh, see if I say this right. Nat national forest, Natahala national forest. Is that how you say that? Uh-huh. I don't know. I've grown up here and I've never heard of that place. Yeah, it's just north of you. I know. Right there. I know the Etowah Indian Mounds aren't too far from us either. Yeah, no. yeah, you're right on the uh, you're right in the zone there of the Appalachian Mountains for sure, which a lot of weird stuff goes on there. Yeah, and there's a uh, other weird things like uh, one time me and some friends we were out walking in the woods. It's that was a normal thing. We're always out exploring and stuff like that because and it was way more rural growing up is now it's kind of blown up in the past couple decades we found this trailer out in the middle of the woods like kind of like in a little basin almost there were no roads leading to it and there were dolls nailed to trees and it was upside down crosses like carved into them and it was carved into the trees not into the dolls it's still freaky well, and panic. yeah and it was it's, that's not even the weirdest part. Like, so there's this trailer out there. It's a single wide. It was, it was in pretty bad shape. Yeah, me and my friends were about 17 at the time. So, you know, we're, we're 10 foot tall and bulletproof. We decided we're going to go and uh, see what's in the trailer. We walk up with the doors unlocked and there's electricity going to it. But we don't see anything else. We walk inside the trailer, and on the left side, as you walked in, there was a, my, a pile of shoes that reached almost to the ceiling. Just shoes, just different kinds of footwear. Like men's shoes, women's shoes, children's shoes, just a pile of shoes. 
And then on the right side of us, there was an end table, and then there was just a, and a lamp sitting on it. And it was just a pile of pornography just all over the floor, like stuff you pick up at a gas station, like magazines, dirty magazines and DVDs and everything like that, just piled up all over the floor. And I'm just like, what is this? Like, you know, it's, it's weird. It's gross. It's disturbing. Like, you just kind of find that kind of crap out in the middle of the woods. Just here's a weird thing. Me and my friends were never able to find it again. We left there and it was not too far from my house, like less than two miles, hmm. like out walking. Yeah. And we knew this area. Like we, it was what we did. We'd get bored. We'd go exploring. Right. We knew this area and we were never able to relocate it. And like I said, like it's just, this place is, all sorts of weird crap like that just just happens. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Sounds like you've had a lot of stuff, uh, enough stuff that you don't need to have anything else going on. But it seems like maybe yeah. these things are, whatever's going on might be attracted to you for some reason. I've been told that more than once. Yeah, and I, I don't like it, but it is what it is. Like, uh, you know, I've had an uh, I lived in Florida for a spell, too, and I had stuff happen in Florida, but nothing major, just weird little stuff like what I've already described to you. It's, just, it's frequent. Um, you know, one time I was hanging out with a girlfriend. She said her house is fine. I said, no, it's not. She said, yeah, look. She pointed over to my pocket knife. I just sat on the table and watched it float right off the table and fall on the floor, and that's happened to me with scissors in a bathroom before, too. I was sitting there, and I watched scissors get drug off the bathroom table and just... Not big because like nose trimming scissors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, um, and it seems like everywhere I go, and uh, everywhere I go, it seems like something odd happens, and something that's happened to me since I was a child that I can't really explain. It's every time you, I go uh, somewhere. Go ahead. Sorry, did you have any near death near death experiences when you were younger? Something. Uh, yeah. Traumatic. Yes, sir. I don't know about traumatic. I did have some near-death experiences because um, I'm one of those people who die when they get stung by bees and stuff. Uh-huh. And when I was a child, this is before I can remember, uh, I got stung by a bee while I was with my babysitter. My parents didn't believe I was a child. I was, I was swollen up so bad. And that had happened twice. I'd been stung twice, and I'd almost died both times. And I might have something to do with it. I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like you're walking the line between... Side and the other side, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure because, like, I don't know if it's me. I don't know if it's the area. Because I mean, this kind of stuff happens in my family too, though. But uh, I'm not the only one; these kind of things have happened to. Um, yeah, I would say that yeah, has a lot to do with it. Maybe I don't know. It's interesting. Do I wish I didn't have these experiences? Honestly, yeah, because it's kind of it's terrifying. So it, it's terrifying. Even the little stuff, you know, you're just sitting there minding your own business and you see something move on its own across the room. That's just, no, you know, you're, you're, you're not ready for that. There's no way to deal with that. No. You can't hit it with a stick. I mean, what do you do? Right. Yeah. So you just kind of, yeah. you don't really kind of realize how helpless you are against these kind of things. Just you talking about having the dreams about your sister, you know, kind of, Kind of makes me wonder if some some kind of door didn't get open to you in your life as far as interaction or are these things making themselves known to you if they're on a different kind of um, parallel universe, so to speak, and maybe they've tapped into you and said, hey, you know, 
you've already known that some weird stuff's going on. We're just going to prove it to you. I I don't know. I mean, you're like a big antenna. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, Easy way to explain that. I've spoken to several people who like study this kind of stuff because, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in it. And um, most interesting thing I was told is like I'm like a conduit. Like I yeah. just kind of, yeah. and I don't know exactly what that means. Like I know what a conduit is. I don't know what being a conduit for this kind of stuff means. And no one's really been able to give me a real clear, precise explanation on what that is. And it kind of drives me crazy. Is it something I need to be concerned about? Is it something my son's going to have to learn to cope so. with, you know? I, yeah, I don't think you have to be concerned about it too much. Um, yeah, but we don't know. True. Well, so far, I, I think so if far. They were out to, yeah, I think if they were out to harm you, they would have, they'd have done something already. I, I think. I'd like to think that, too. But, yeah. you know, I've had some, um, yeah, I've had some very terrifying experiences, and a lot of them are just completely out of the field. And they always come out of left field. You can't go out looking for them. Like um, something weird that happens when I go places is a light somewhere will always randomly just shut off. I know it sounds weird, but you know, whenever I go certain places, I've always noticed a light just kind of randomly blinks out somewhere. And have you ever have you ever talked to a a medium or a, yeah anybody like that? What they say. Um, dark forces are trying to imbalance me. Hmm. That was a psychic, not a medium. I don't. Yeah, that was a psychic. I don't know if there's a difference, but yeah, so yeah. There and, is, um, there's a difference. Okay. Yeah, and I didn't. Uh, I used to have. Uh, like I kind of have visions. I used to have visions. They kind of come and go randomly, but not like visions of the future. It's like extremely vivid daydreams. Like uh, one example that kind of haunted me was I was out walking on the comet trail again one day and it was daylight and I saw a dead deer kind of laying off on the side of the trail a little bit, which not too unusual when you live out here. And, you know, I walked up and I kept going home. I walked up, I got on the railroad tracks. It was a steep bank to climb up and I heard something behind me. I turned around and looked and that deer had gotten up and walked behind me. And then I blinked and, it never had. I just, something told me it had. I heard it. I turned around. I saw it for a brief sec and then I blinked and it was over. Stuff like that used to happen a lot. Wow. Yeah. And it, like I said, the frequency of it, it was like just such a normal thing for me, but never made it any less, less scary or less difficult oh, yeah. to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. You've definitely uh, got some stuff going on there, man. For sure. Yeah, uh, that struck my lightning once too. I don't know if that counts. Really? Was that before or after all this stuff? Oh, it was when I was seventeen. It was around the same time, but uh, I don't think it's related. I think that was just me me getting what I deserve, being a smartass. Well, maybe you never um, know. Yeah, I was. Um, I went down to Florida for the summer to spend the summer with my sister. And I always like to walk and walk when it's like thunderstorming and stuff because I just I just like it. You know, it's really nice. And my sister's like, dude, you can't walk in a thunderstorm here. It's not like Georgia Lightning. It's different. Now, you don't know what you're talking about. You're my sister. So, my name and my sister are like 20 years apart. So, you know, it's a big gap there. But mm-hmm. so I went out for a walk and, uh, yeah, fried my CD player, fried me. Wow. Yeah. That was, uh, that was weird. But, uh, uh yeah, I have, 
it didn't change anything supernaturally speaking before or after. I think that was just that was just me being that was karma. That's exactly what that was. Exactly what that was. Right, right. Um, well, we appreciate you coming on and telling your stories and telling talking to us about this stuff, man. It's yeah, really that's, interesting. That's, that's why. Yeah, I appreciate y'all having me. I was excited. Oh, yeah. I was, I've been looking forward to it. I got a couple goosebumps yeah. here and there through your stories. Yeah, me too. So yeah, some of those were intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's the, yeah, like I said, it's like a semi-regular thing. That's that's the scariest part. Is the it's yeah, not like the big events. It's the day-to-day little crap. Well, yeah. If anything else goes on, you got to get a hold of us and let us know, man. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm always down to go yeah. and talk to and people. We we have uh, several mediums on our on our pages, so maybe if somebody hears this, they can get a hold of you, shed some light on this. Yeah, I'd be interested. Yeah, I'd be interested to know because, like I said, odd things just occur around me, and they always have. Okay. I always have, and I don't know if they always will. I kind of hope they don't, but yeah, if they do, they do. It's just life. Right. Yeah. All right, well, Manuel. Yeah, I think there's ways to get rid of that stuff, but that's that's beyond my expertise. So you have to talk yeah, to somebody too. who deals with that kind of stuff. I'm just trying to figure uh-huh. out Bigfoot still. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am too. Actually, I am too. Yeah. Uh, supposedly, one that lives somewhere around here. I've never seen. All right, man. Well, you take care. And uh, once again, if something happens, you can be sure to let us know. Yeah, man. We appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. No, I enjoyed it. Y'all have a good one. You too, man. You too. Thank you. We'll see you, bud. Bye-bye. That's kind of creepy, that uh, guy walking across the railroad tracks, that upside down dude. I'm trying to imagine that in my head. I'm just thinking. That was wild. (laughs) <laughs> what the hell? And the Green Reaper guy, and 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 and. Uh, yeah, he is. He is definitely a, a sensitive. I guess you would call him to that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like they cling to him or they go to him. There's certain people that yeah. that seems like uh, these things drift toward. I'm right. glad I'm not one of them. I'll tell Me you too. I guess some. I guess some goosebumps listening to that. Some some of that stuff. Oh, I do too. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I, I love it. I love a good Bigfoot encounter, but. I mean that stuff's really cool too, you know. Interesting. Yeah, well. I, I'm. I'm really. I really love the paranormal stuff. So yeah, it's fun to talk. Yeah, we'll try. About. We'll try to get more people like that on too, um, for the guests out there. And once again, guys, yeah. if you've had an encounter and want to come on the show, email us info at cryptidcreatures.co.com. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, YouTube, yeah. right? YouTube, YouTube. Yeah, we're there now too. Yeah getting a lot of uh, followers on youtube and a lot of comments on um, youtube lately i've noticed yep so brian thanks again for hanging out with me as always oh uh, yeah always fun we'll keep trying to bring better content and um better shows to you guys so thanks yep, again for listening everybody until next time sir yep yep see ya see ya
Hey Houston, Khan's prices are invincible. That means prices have been cut low, as in amazingly low, as in won't be beat. In fact, we're backing it up with our low price guarantee. Invincible prices on appliances, furniture, electronics, mattresses, and more. Not invincible enough for you? How about free next day delivery on appliances, TVs, and mattresses? And payment options for everyone, whether you have good credit or building it. Visit Cons today and find out what invincible feels like. Hey, Mike. Glad you could join me for some great seafood. Me too. Wait, why are you dressed in fishing gear? You said we were going out to catch great seafood, right? Yes, to Popeye's. Do you even know how to fish? No, I thought you did. Oh, yeah. I could catch pretty good seafood at Popeye's. Let's go. Let Popeye's do the fishing while you enjoy our delicious signature seafood. Get Popeye's flounder fish sandwich or shrimp tackle box before they're gone. Limited time at participating U.S. restaurants. 